Hi, and welcome to Practical Reliability in connection with Reliability Radio. We are live at the International Maintenance Conference IMC 2021, Marco Island, Florida. And my guest right now is Kevin Clark. Kevin is Global VP of Product and Industry Marketing at Accurate. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing well. It's awesome to see you. You too. It's great to be like at a live event where you can be face to face now, huh? Yeah, it, this, this is the best to get back and see people, real people, instead of Zoom people. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, um, so you're now with Accurant. Why, uh, why don't you walk me through who they are and what sure. you do? So, Cruin is a. Um, uh, let me define something real quick. So, we have this theme, and it's built environment. And an awful lot of us wouldn't recognize it, but in the, in the corporate real estate and facilities business, they understand built environment. That means it's a facility that's built. And so now we're maintaining and we're doing things, software things, inside of a built environment. Um, so you'll see software like CMMS for facilities management, CMMS for maintenance and reliability, CMS for healthcare, CMMS for um, uh, more of a facilities-focused Right. And that what that'll do is it'll lead us into the other software products that are more space focused. Oh, right, right, right. So, and, and then instead of you know offering a single solution that has so much stuff no one's ever going to use right across a, a large client base, you're tailoring a, a solution specific to their needs, right. and then offering different needs for those different industries. Right. Knowing that any organization that is maintaining equipment, maintaining buildings, is going to need more than just maintenance they're going to need things like how do i move my equipment from one place to another right right Right. yeah i mean i you know in the facility space there's an awful lot you've got the housekeeping end of it you've got landscaping there's all kinds of things that are are still it's the work to maintain the facility and that needs to be in a place right right also the the other thing we lead into um is also iwms if you remember those in the the (laughs) integrated work management systems so um similar to a cmms Um, We have products in field service. We have products in engineering document management. So all of that surrounds um, how we not only do the work, but better enables us for actually going and doing the work, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I think, you you know, for a lot of folks that go out there and they try to shop for a CMMS, they try to look for, you know, what's the one that has the most functionality or something like that, and not always what's towered best to my needs. And there's an awful lot of varying needs out there and what <laughs> what people need. And yep. a solution that is specific to their needs, uh, it actually increases utilization, it increases the adoption rate, because it's not full of extras that people have to remember not to use, yeah. if that makes sense, right? Yeah, and I think, I, I think that the, you know, the market shifted so that we're asking to do more of just what we need to do. Instead of buying the big systems like we used to that has everything you can imagine under the sun, and then we use 20% of the system to do work order management. And so, you know, with that, with that said, we're building more modular systems where you can just kind of pick what right, you need, right. and 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 then um, kind of caters to your own personal system, and you pay for what you use. Right, and then of course you guys do offer a, a more suite style solution for a more complicated industry right. or, or customer, yeah? Right. So over the years, some of the things that I've learned, um, you know, it's not all about maintenance and reliability. There, I guess there's a little bit more to uh, CMMS than that. So industries like retail and healthcare and that, they use it differently. Um, and so they, they focus on different things. So, yeah, again, 
I may I may want a CMMS that's heavy on in, industrial, where I'm managing equipment out on the plant floor, but I may also have large corporate buildings. And so that, that system, that standalone system doesn't make sense. Um, so I've got this other system that I can add to it and they talk to each other, they're, they're fully integrated. And, and so it allows me to you know, capture the best of both worlds in a single, single system. So how do people find out more about the solutions Accruant has and you know, what they're towered to and um, how can they uh, review those offerings? Well, uh, accruant.com is probably the best way. Um, and they can always reach out to me now that they're hearing my voice. Um, they can always reach out to me, and, and we can t I can talk them through that and get them in, in touch with the right people. But accruant.com is a good place to go because it's a good explanation of the business, and, um, and it is different, George. You know, um, since, we're, since we're focused across the board um, and adding together um, things that don't like to be added together, like corporate real estate and retail and manufacturing, and they all have their um, own respective spaces. Um, the accruant.com page helps you see the commonalities between them yeah. and how they connect and how they make sense for one another because we're all essentially doing the same thing. We're just focused on different industries. Yeah, and I think you know we come to a conference like like IMC here, and you assume that people are from heavy industry or manufacturing, but there's an awful lot of folks here that are in the IFM space, or you know they have to man manage the logistics of 30 stores, but you know re realistically, I've got some refrigeration and, and some other stuff, but there's 30 different stores I have to manage and take care of, and I need a system that allows me to do that cleanly. Right, and speaking of refrigeration, um, we're, we're also deep into that, where we're pulling uh, millions of points of data from refrigerators and large, uh, large grocery uh, chains. And, and it's interesting, you know, because when you look at that system, it's very similar to what we did in industrial. Right, very, right. Very similar. They're looking for the same kind of data. And, and so, you know, as I'm, as I'm learning more about accruant and, and, and their business philosophy, it's helping me to see that what we did for so long in maintenance and reliability is relevant across all industries. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, um, you know, for those that don't know you that may be listening, which probably is no one, um, you've got a long-standing history in CMMS, and you and I go way back to you know old Maximo days and, and yeah. all that. So you, you know you're you've been a thought leader and a forward thinker in this space for an extremely long time, and someone that I respect greatly in this space. Um, where do you see the the roadmap as we go forward? I think there's. You know, I, I see two different things. One is the software roadmap, right? I mean, databases are changing, the user interfaces, languages are changing. It's dramatically different than, you know, at, you know, at Maximo 4 and being an application based and then finally going to a browser. But now, it, like, it's things are designed specifically for mobile, right? And then on the other side is the functional space. Do you see that um, growing, shrinking, changing, and if so, how? Yeah, um, okay, so this is one of my favorite topics. Um, since I have two grown sons that are also in the maintenance and reliability space, um, they help me see things differently, right? So I, one of them is a millennial and the other one is a, is a Z generation. And they think totally different. And guys like you and I kind of created that because we raised our kids totally digital. And so they think digital. And so um, instead of like us, we evolved into technology because the technology was digital technology was evolving as we were growing up. Um, their expectations are different. 
So user experience means so much more to them. Not user interface, but user right. experience means so much more to them than it ever did to us because we, we didn't even know what user experience was, right? <laughs> <laughs> they gave us software and we used it. Right. That was our user experience. But for them, they're, they're looking at that software like it's part of what I do every day. And I have a certain rhythm and I do certain things each day. One of my sons, my, my Z generation son said to me one time, as we were all talking about some app. And he said to me, he goes, yeah, if there's not an app, I just, I just don't do it. And at first I thought, okay, that's a silly Z generation thing to say, but, it, but it's meaningful because what he's saying is I'm a minimalist, which is what we right. created in, the, in these newer generations. And he's saying that if it doesn't exist digitally, I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> and so it's, it's, I'm gonna do what I need to do. Right. And if it's not important enough to be an app, then it's not important enough to do. Wow. I mean, that's just crazy talk, right? Is there an app to change your tires? <laughs> like when <laughs> exactly. you get flat? Right. But that's a whole different <laughs> but discussion. But there is, George. right? It, but there is, right? You, yeah. you know, open it up and say, hey, I, I need some help, right? I'm sure help. there's some AAA right. app or something. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Just the whole thought process is, is uh, yeah, amazing. It's, and it's not a lazy generation. They just think completely different. And right. again, I, I put that blame back on us as parents. We raised them digitally, but that's, that's what we knew, and it made sense. And... And that's what we're doing going forward. The functionality side of it, um, what I think is going to happen, and it's going to happen faster than we think. It's it's um, we're moving to something that's that's more um, broken down, right? So individual things. We we look at CMMS as like this one package, and the way this new generation generation looks at it is they look at it like I only need that part of it. I'm only going to do work order management. That's right. it. Uh, so I don't, I don't want the extra, the purchasing and and uh, be able to invoice and be able to keep spare. I don't, I don't want that. I just, right. I just need this work order management piece. But if I need it, I want it to be available. Right. Right. But the next part is, but I, I only want to pay for what I'm using. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're starting to see that come about. I think the biggest part the biggest disruptive thing going on in the industry right now is what do we do with all these systems that are singular singular systems and and they have it fully built out in the organization they're only using 30 to 50 percent of it tops right what do you do with those right as 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 times change and companies are starting to reassess what systems we have in place and do they talk to each other do they live in silos right um, are they scalable um, when they're starting to ask those questions, they're also saying, but I only want what I need. <laughs> like, right. uh, man, this, it's, it's not hard. That, that transition period is going to be really, that's our digital transformation right. inside of CMMS is how do we get from where we're at today, these massive systems into something that's, I only want what I need. Well, I think if you look like just as an example at um, like QuickBooks, for example. So in QuickBooks, they bought a company called T-Sheets. Mm -hmm. So now it's called Time, QuickBooks Time. And it's an add-on app, right? So you... You can have the QuickBooks app, and then you can have the Time app, but it all ends up in the same database, right? So you've got you can compartmentalize every piece of the of the software, so to speak, uh, into individual apps. But then you know it's all going back to the same place and right. and one gigantic database. I think that's uh, all right. So now you know you, you're a nimble organization or you're a digital organization. You're already on your way there. 
what about the big giant monster organizations and their SEMA messes? Are they are they dead? Are they going to be dead in the water? You think they can actually turn that ship in any time frame that would make them competitive in that space? Yeah, and I know that's a loaded I, that, question, that a but loaded it's an question. interesting question to me. It, it, yeah, it's very interesting because I'm curious to see how it's going to happen too. But I, I think, I think they're um, a lot like cloud, right? <clears throat> Organizations made big commitments to go to cloud. I think four or five years ago, I remember um, Johnson & Johnson made a, a big commitment to be 85% cloud by 2018. Didn't make it, but they made significant headway. Um, I think you're gonna see something like that with CMMS. They're gonna continue to challenge and say, right. by X date, I wanna see CMMS do this. Does it mean changing out what they have? To something new, I don't know that, you know, because companies are changing so fast. But I, th I think all enterprise businesses are going to get challenged because guess who's starting to lead those businesses? Those millennials, right. those Z <laughs> generation. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we've talked about Xbox C uh, CIOs for a long time, right? Where they they were raised on Xbox. They sit there and they they play that game. And I decide I want a new game. I just I don't have to get up out of my seat. I just get right. a new game. If I want to talk to my friends, I don't have to get out of, my, out of my seat. I just talk to my friends. Right, right. Right? They're used to that. And then they come into the business environment. And what do you mean it's an enterprise system? What does that mean? And what do you mean it's going to cost me $40 million to do an upgrade on it? And I think those those are the things that are going to cause it to shift and shift fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, more and more it's just uh, subscription-based applications that you yep. see now, right? I mean, no one's coming out with these large on-premise um, yeah. solutions, you know, and, and the companies that that, that was the model ha are are gonna struggle. They're gonna struggle to figure it out. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're big, and I, I hope they do because they, they have a, a good horsepower behind them and they have good solutions. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I think on-prem is gonna be a big challenge too. Yeah. Because a lot of the reasoning behind an on-prem system is because of security. Right. Um, it's in their walls, and they have data that that you know um, could be compromised. I understand that. I think cloud systems are getting to the point where they're actually more secure, right, than your on-prem. But it's it is a cultural change. It is fear of of uh, contamination and and theft and other things. I, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm not so sure I can say that we're all going to call it cloud when it's done, right? Because it's, it's going to be some kind of hybrid. Right. So some of it can be within their walls, maybe on their own cloud, internal clouds, right. um, connected to external clouds. And so you'd be able to separate volatile data versus not so volatile data. Um, there's a real economy of scale there where you could, you could say that this data is more valuable and more expensive than this data. And so I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see some, um, some real interesting hybrids coming out of how do we handle it? I think data? blockchain fits into all of that. All of that. Do you think that creates a secure environment for sending things um, to and from the cloud, I breaking it up into eight billion pieces that are sent, you know, with all yeah. other eight billions of pieces from all different areas? And this, yeah, this is one of those places where I don't know that we have a choice, right? It's just there's technology moving at such a pace right. that that data coming from all different directions and, and then going in all different directions, I, I don't know that we have control over stopping that. 
Yeah. Um, and I think it might, the problem is, is you may not stop it and you may not like it, but if you don't get on board and find a way to do it, competitively, you might be in trouble. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, because it, it I mean, it does create a, I, I, I don't want to say a secure environment because, you know, that people figure things out, right? And, yeah. and I'm sure someone's going to figure out how to decode yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, well, but makes it's, you know, it's fragments of information that then get recoupled together, right? And so, you know, and I also think that people were, were nervous and had on-premise because they didn't trust that the cloud was secure. But now, if you're a, you know, if you're Amazon, the last thing you want is a public snafu that says, you know, data leaked from X company because somebody hacked your servers. And so they have armies of people making sure their stuff stays secure, right, to the best that they can, um, and actively doing so. And how much does a does a company do that internally, right? Like. Yeah. You think it's secure, but if somebody really wants your data, it's like a, a lock just keeps a, some uh, an honest person honest, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're in times right now where we can't really push any one organization to go one way or the other. It's it's their own culture that they're battling with, um, and some of us on the outside might be saying, "But it only makes sense to go digital in that," and all your competitors just went digital and they're now passing you, right? And but you're sitting there waiting for some magic moment that says it's good now go do it and in the meantime <laughs> you've lost your business well they're your kodak right i mean yeah. you're, you're saying yeah we, no no one's we're not going to stop making a 35 millimeter camera we're not going digital and and look what happened right? yeah I mean, yeah yeah that can I, be challenged right and i think i think a lot of us deal with that george um even on the vendor side you know yeah. we're building software and we're we're trying to figure out how do we um, how do we move forward? Um, because our clients are looking at us like we have all the answers. And yeah. we're watching this fast, fast, <laughs> fast moving market and we're trying to figure out, do I build it? Do I not build it? Do I wait for somebody that says they'll, they'll fund us to go yeah. build it? Um, and so it's hard trying to stay ahead of this market um, when our clients are looking at the market and say, hey, I want to do, do this cool thing that we're still trying to decide if we're going to do it or not. Right, right, right. It's it's hard on both sides. Yeah, I bet that is a challenge. Yeah. So for accruant, um, what does the path forward look like in the various offerings, and and um, you you, you uh, anticipate they'll continue to stay segregated and app based and yeah, yeah. I, you know, uh, the other thing I would say too is is mobile. We'll probably stop saying mobile someday because it just is everything. Right? Yeah, yeah everything it just is. is. Mobile, I right? agree. Yeah, it's yeah. like desktop. You know, we just assumed everybody's working in your office and. You got a desktop, yeah. Um, but mobile is just the thing we do these days. I so I, I hate to say we're uh, we'll go mobile. Um, the one thing I would say that the pandemic did that sticks um, is remote, right? And I think that's going to change. So I think some people that are remote really don't want to be remote. They want to go back to the office. I think there's people that are remote that will never go back to working in an office. Um, but remote changes mobile. It's different. It's not the same. Remote says that I can go work anywhere at my home office, but I have to have so much available to me. Yeah. Right? So is it fair that an office person gets to be remote, or should a technician that works on equipment also have the ability to be remote? So back to my son's comment, I only want, it, I only want what I actually need. Technicians want the same thing. They only want to go work on an asset when they need to go work on that asset. 
not just be available sitting in that shop right. waiting for something to break or waiting for something to need you know some maintenance um, so we're also looking at remote and how do we make technicians more remote not mobile but more remote right, so they're right. only doing the things that they need to do and that goes across all of our industries is, is what are the things that our technicians our supervisors our leaders need yeah more of that and less of the I don't want to. I don't want to say we don't want to build what they want, but um, we want to focus on those things that they actually need, and then how they can get those individually, rather than um, rather than hey, you have to buy my whole accruent solution in order to get this, 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 and this. And maybe there's maybe there's tiers of remote for a technician, right? I mean, I, maybe they're not sitting at home remote, but right. maybe they're remote in a central area of the plant and. They can analyze data. They can, you know, use right. use photography and video to inspect equipment. Like they're not physically walking around to do all of those things. Yeah, they're not looking for things to do. Right, right, right. right. So everything is coming back to them. They have a very rich environment. Um, whatever they need to do, uh, from a remote standpoint, they can do it. That's very cool. Awesome. Well, it, listen, this has been a phenomenal conversation I, and, uh, you know, it's always nice to see you face to face and I really appreciate your time for being on Practical Reliability. Um, so are you guys, so you're here at, at IMC, um, are, are you guys um, uh, presenting at all or, or, or are no, you here so, to learn? Yeah, so this year we're here to learn, right. So I don't usually get to go to these, I'm usually either speaking or we have sponsorship or booth or something like that where we're, we're engaged but this year we decided to take a fresh look at it right nice. IMC a whole bunch of conferences um, the industry in general and just really figure out from not only a crimp standpoint but an but a fortive standpoint that's our mothership and just to understand where do we want to be what do we want to do how's the market shifting on us and so this is a discovery visit for us that is so refreshing to hear because a lot of times it's you know you come here and you're shoving your approach not shoving your approach but it, you're not like a lot of organizations they're they don't really go to the other sessions you know they come and they present right. or they have an expo booth and they're not really actively getting the pulse of the industry right and yep. i think that's amazing that you guys are going to get the pulse of the industry well this will be one of the first times i've ever gotten to come to a conference and actually just go attend um, sessions and just listen in and ask questions and that because we're always so busy when we get here and so this this discovery idea I really like it I might try to do it for 2020 <laughs> as well. that's awesome well thank you so much for being on it, it was actually an absolute pleasure to talk to you yeah you as well as always yeah. thank you thanks George awesome uh, for practical reliability in conjunction with reliability radio I'm George Williams thanks for listening go make tomorrow better than today of Reliability X here. And in my past, I was a practitioner. And I can tell you, I had 200 certified reliability leaders in my organization. And I can attest to the value this certification brings to aligning everybody to a single framework, a single language, and a single understanding of all things asset management. The Certified Reliability Leader Workshop focuses on whole life asset reliability decisions and whole life value delivery through leadership. 
The system provides guidance and is a map, a theory to engage and empower every stakeholder in your organization as a reliability leader. For more information on the Certified Reliability Leader Workshop, including live and virtual events, go to www.reliabilityweb.com events and click on the Certified Reliability Leader Workshop icon.